Lorandy on the mic. Just like Uniblab, a body kicking flab. Better chitter chatter, pitter patter, matter than a mad hatter. I bet you my shit come out fatter, got the data, turn your body into antimatter. Okay, that definitely sounds like an artist from New York. And just like a piece of sizzling fit inside my stomach with the eggs and grits between. Big Papa again. Absolutely not. Who you, is that? Now, I'm going to give you credit because you're close. It is in New York. Because they were on the same label. They started Bad Boy together. That ain't P. Diddy? No. It's Craig Mack. Oh, rest in peace, Craig Mack. Look, look how she Mack, was looking boy. at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, Black Music Month. Black, black Music Month. It what is the Black Music Month. Listen. Oh, my gosh. Did that, what, what's, let me see. On, well, yeah, on Sunday will be the last week of, the last month of June, Official, right? official. So we celebrate 365, but we have been posting on the Black Educated and Broke uh, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, yeah, Twitter page. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Y'all be holding down the social media pages. Just got to put little I stuff out there. I'm going to put some crazy shit on. No, you'll be banned. Okay, <laughs> But no, listen, speaking of crazy. Y'all already got uh <laughs> Look, speaking of crazy shit, I want to kind of jump right into this story that I had came across. You know, we ain't done this in a while, but... Who would do something? Okay, let me ask you. If somebody's going to give you $9 million, is there a limit on what you would and wouldn't do? Hell no. Nah, I'll slap my mama for that $9 million. Come on, slap your mama. What you going to do for $9 million, Mike B? You said slap your mama? Hell, twice. Slap your mama twice? Yup. I mean, it's a few th- nine million. Nine, I know what I know million. what I do for nine hundred. So nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's very low on the total ball, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, we, you need some money. Them student loan bills keep coming. In. Okay, cause that'll pay that right on out. Maya, what would you do for nine million? Like, what's your cutoff? Like, you cannot do. <laughs> Me, y'all remember grin. Maya's episode? Maya, yeah, I remember that show. Y'all yeah, remember that show. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't See? say there's a limit on anything. Exactly. That I well, guess well. Listen though, this yeah. is serious though. For nine million, and you know you... I like old women, so shoot, just give me. I don't care. Okay, I would down, not. Okay, low. for nine million, I probably I can't even say it. I would. I would never come in contact with a snake, but for nine million, I would. You would do it for nine million. Would you kill your best friend for nine million? Which one? <laughs> you mean kill like the heart stop or kill like breathe and stop? <laughs> no, kill like they're just dead. You shoot okay. them dead. They listening. I'm okay, sorry. Uh, um, which one? <laughs> I love you, but with nine million dollars, I can bring you back. <laughs> thanks no, to oh thanks to God, modern medicine and science. <laughs> Your friend gonna come back like Pet Cemetery. What the hell are you okay, talking about? Like, right, you just gonna go see the other side for a few you know, seconds. CPR, baby. You know. CPR. God got I'm you, and he will bring you back. Hey, okay, well, hey, unfortunately. Randy, who needs enemies with friends like this? Okay, come on now. I don't know Maya. what the hell. We sorry. Like, let me unfriend her. Like, oh, right. I'm follow my. Uh, what if I said no. they could get me hey, killed? Why, why did we know where you work? Okay, <laughs> I know how to get to y'all. I know where y'all work. I, I know where some of y'all live. I know where Maya live. I know where Randy live. All right, not too much. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but no, so in this story, yes, yeah, so it, uh, this man promised promised to give um, to give this woman, a teenager, $9 million if she kiss her best friend. But the suck, sucky part about all of this, it was an online person. He actually catfished her. 
He told her, I'm this millionaire. I have all this money. If you kill your friend, I'll give you $9 million. And guess what? She did it. She did it only to tell him and send a video that her friend was dead. And the guy was like, oh, well, I made it up. I didn't think he was really going to do it. Holy shit. So she didn't. And then this same perpetrator, this catfisher, had her molesting young girls. Because the girl herself was, I think, about like 17. Had her molesting eight or nine-year-olds and taking pictures. And saying that he was going to give her that payout and that nine million altogether. They're sick. Sick. And so luckily, they got caught. You know, they got arrested. But... To kill your best friend for that's I would never kill with my best friend. Wait a minute, million. Forget the killing part. She was molesting kids. Mole- on top no, of that, absolutely yeah. taking not. pictures of it. Taking pictures of it. What kind of sick fuck do you gotta be to do stuff like, like this? Like the children. Period. That shit is disgusting. Yeah, that's, that's not happening. Well, I thought you can kill your best friend. Well, sure enough, you can molest them six. Where are these people olds. living at? This is actually in Alaska. Oh no! Wonder. So they were. Alaska. So they were. Yeah, they were you, know, white. you know, it's they dark. Were, what? Eleven months. They were white, weren't they? They were. They were. They were. The other. Descent. They do get dark. Is it that long? How long? I don't know how long. It, it, it is. is. It is it's quite a, a long while. Time. That's probably depressing. You know, you think about it. If you're in the dark that long, it's almost like. Is that sun? Oh no, nah, that's Uncle's flashlight. My bad. Good gosh! <laughs> Kill your friend. Yeah. So I mean, I thought it was just very sad, and the the, the girl who they killed, and this is the full story. So the best friend. She tried to pull the trigger because she had these other two guys with her. She, she couldn't do it all the way. So she just tied her up, put something up her head, and the guy, he shot her in the mm-hmm. back of the head. Mm-hmm. And they That's pushed her in the water. Oh, Lord. She ain't like her friend to begin with. I think the, the girl had a mental disorder. She had the, the she was 17, but had the mind of a nine-year-old. Which one? The one that did yeah, the killing? The one that, that got kid? killed. Oh, okay. And you do some crazy stuff for some money. So I would say, parents, you know, just listen. Get to know your friends' kids. Because there's some kids, oh, friends, kids they're trying to be cool friends. and what I said. Your, your friends, friends kids. Uh-huh, that part. Get to know that your too. kids, that friends, too. your friends' kids. <laughs> you don't want all your friends' kids up in your house. Stuff That's come up fact. missing and Well, yeah, uh-uh, you're, you're right. You. So both of them. But you're right. So I thought that was very crazy. But another story I wanted to talk about, um, as we know, the past weekend was Freaknik. Me and myself, personally, I was not able to be there. so I didn't. But I didn't hear a lot of hype about it. Oh, Mike, Q, y'all hyped win. it up. They uh, hyped no, it up. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. Okay, you didn't y'all make it. Y'all was mad. Oh, right, right, right. I'm blowing his phone up. I'm like, bro, where you at? Bro, I'm at the <laughs> house. I'm like, yo. <laughs> but um, it, the concert was decent. Big shout outs to uh, the promoters, Carlos Neal and your homeboy, uh, Wiz. I think they did a good job uh, creating something because the conversation was the recreation of, but it wasn't a recreation of the spring break festivities that happened in Atlanta for uh, almost 20 years. It was more of a festival. It was a concert festival and I think they did a they did an okay job doing what they needed to do because their, their partners were with Live Nation and um you know Live Nation. Live Nation just... They bless- just too much. Yeah. So it was like exactly how Live Nation typically be. Typically. I mean, like, the you know, like, people need to go to the box office. So box office usually opens festival time. If the festival starts at 1 o'clock, the box office is open at, what, 11, 30, 12? They didn't let yeah. people in. The gates weren't open until about 12.30. The concert what? started at 1 o'clock. Oh, no. Did it actually still start on time then? They started on time-ish. But it was a lot of... They started on time, but there was a lot of delays, and it was too much idle time. When you had a crowd of um, millennials and Gen X out here just having a good time, because yeah. there was no issue. People had a great time. Okay. The fellowship was amazing. But at the same time, you're giving me idle time. I'm I'm old and I'm tired. Right. <laughs> and I'm hot. It was hot. I'm right? glad you finally admit you old. And Mike. then I said it all the time. When Randy said last show, Mike, oh, I said I'm old. But at the same time, it's hot. 
I have now been ranked on. It did uh, rain good Saturday. Oh, it held in the city of Atlanta. Really? I can't speak on the outskirts, but it held. Like, I mean, nice size. We were held on at Lakewood. Um, the lightning and the thunder. And you didn't stop the show. Most policies did when there's yeah, severe stop. storms like that. The show has to stop. Yeah, they did not stop. People were sitting on the line in the chairs that are uncovered at uh, Solaris uh, Theater. How's it? Solaris? Lakewood. Whatever the new name is. Yeah, now, we used to say Lakewood, but you it's know. Solaris Amphitheater. All the new names are. But um, other than that, and then it rained again. Uh, the, I mean, like, it, it stormed. During the concert. During the concert. And it was still, like, a good time? And But the, the issue was you, you're continuing the show. I mean, you're a show. freak meek, man. There's probably freak girls. Meek. Her girls freak naked, meek. shaking that thing. But, but not even nice. that, though. You know, sure. Was it, Mike? Oh, hey, they some they didn't they had no Ju- clothes. Didn't Juvenile no perform? Huh? Juvenile perform, so you know he did back that ass up. You telling no, me y'all sit still? Oh, it was water. <laughs> y'all can't be still. But it, was, it wasn't before. raining then. Uh, okay. We t- <laughs> We we speaking on love earlier, oh, but okay. Um, okay. I think it was just a, it's a long day. I, that's why like one music fest has split their day in two now. Yeah, because one yeah. music fest has been a long day. Uh, the time has been in Atlanta, but now they split it up into two days. It's a long day, and and you're doing it in the summertime. Don't get me wrong; some people don't mind the heat, like myself. I yeah. love the heat. I know how to take care of my body right. for it. But you had people out there that just could not handle it. And on top of the fact. There was no backup plan. Don't get me wrong. Most shows, you do it in rain. Yeah. Hey, that's why you get a poncho. You yep. get a poncho, rain jacket, whatever you got. But when you talk about people getting held on and Ooh, it's thunder and lightning, yeah. people have fear of that. People bought their tickets. Um, there was supposed to be something for early bird members. If you bought your tickets during the early bird, they never received it. Oh. So it, it was a lot. But other than that, man, like I said, it was a good fellowship. I don't recall any issues. I've met a lot of people. Got to see people that I already knew on top of the fact that the artists, the artists were great. You're talking about some of the 90s great as well yeah. as Uncle Luke. A couple of the 2000s great is good for the BM, BME. We got to see the Eastside Boys. You okay. Know, Haven't seen them in a minute. You know, so it was, it was still a, it was still an overall good show. Good Look show. Look at Maya dancing. Okay, well, Mike, I'm glad you, you kind of made me feel like I was there giving me the update. Um, so appreciative of that. But along with a good show with the Freaky, we're going to have a good show on Black Educated and Broke because we have a special guest who is going to help us get our finances in order. Okay? So, guys, make sure you keep it locked here on Black Educated and Broke. Hey, man, grab your phone, grab your mama phone, grab your auntie and your granny phone and tell them to follow us on Instagram as well as Facebook. And that's going to be at Black Educated and Broke. We also on YouTube, y'all. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And follow us on Twitter at B-E-B podcast underscore A-T-L. Now, if you forget, I'm about to kick your ass. Ooh, not the A. All right. We in the A. All righty, Mike. So we know what time it is. It is time for our Melanin News update. What's going on out there, Mike B? One of the original Tuskegee Airmen, Robert Friend, has died at age 99. This is your Black Educated and Broke Melanin News update. From Black America Web, remember the off-duty Black St. Louis cop that was shot by a fellow officer? He is suing the city. Officer Milton Green filed a suit two years after he was shot outside his home in the North Point area of St. Louis. The shooting took place while officers were searching for suspects in a stolen vehicle near Green's home. Green says he identified himself as an officer but was shot by Officer Christopher Tanner. Green told a local news outlet, how did he not see my badge in my hand? My gun was pointed down and the other officers were calm. The detective told them who I was and not to shoot. From the root.com. 
Lena Waithe is making headlines from a New York Times interview expressing her frustrations about the lack of black financers supporting black-led films. She called out award-winning actors Denzel Washington and Will Smith. She added she wouldn't be caught making a $20 million movie and not paying for at least four to five independent films. She defended her comments by saying, quote, for anyone who has money and is black, I think should finance at least one or two black filmmakers trying to make their first film. I just think it's important because then what will happen is we're keeping the well within our community, end quote. From the GED section, an artist known as Shifi McFly was arrested by Detroit police when he was working an overpass in the city's northeast side. The 29-year-old named Tashif Turner did not have his city-issued permit in hand. A city official was present to vouch for the artist and still escalated local police. Turner stated he went to check his backpack for his permit when officers tried to detain him. A female officer put a hand on his neck. Turner was hired by the city of Detroit as part of a project to deter vandalism, he has a court date July 3rd. As of June 2019, prosecutors have dropped all criminal charges related to the Flint water crisis and declared the investigation will start all over. Concerns came forward with theories embraced by a special counsel. Overall, more than a dozen lawsuits have been filed against Michigan and the city of Flint, as well as other state and city officials involved in the decision to switch the source of the drinking water and those responsible for its quality. If the math is correct, we are nearing 2,000 days where the city of Flint, Michigan has no clean water. For this and more Melanin News, you can follow Black Educated and Broke on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to us on TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. I'm Mike B., and these are your headlines. All right, Mike B., as always, you are keeping us in the nose when it comes to the melanin culture. Guys, you can find all of these stories on our Facebook, on our Instagram at Black Educated and Broke, as well as on Twitter at BEB Podcast underscore ATL. All right, it's our other favorite segment with our Maya Poo, who's letting us know what's going on, what's popping. Maya, you got it, sis. Hey, girl. <laughs> what it do, what's popping? It's Maya. And this week, I'm going to do something a little different because it's almost July, which means we almost have two months left of summer. So if you're oh anything gosh. like me, and I know I can waste summer away just sitting in my room and going to work, here are some things that you should do before this, to get the most of summer. So 15 things you should do to make the most of summer. Number one, watch a sunrise. Ah, right yeah. But that'd be seeable. <laughs> Listen, watching the sunrise is very therapeutic. It's very meditative. If you watch the way the world begins and wakes up, it's very, you know, awakening as well. Okay. Number two, be a tourist in your city. There's so many things that you can do, not even in Atlanta, but just all over the continent, in the country, in the world, that you should, you should do before you leave your city, before you leave like moving out before you die you know anything and everything and i do know that most of the cities in the u.s have city passes yep. we sell them at coca-cola they are phenomenal if you don't have if you don't like have the time to buy one make the time to buy one yeah okay they help save money and time three i know we black and I probably won't do these next two but uh fly a kite oh that's so <laughs> fun as a kid that looks like it's a little cute little thing to do with your summer flu 
Same thing with number four, build a sand castle. If you like going to the beach and you like sand, I know I don't like sand, but if you like sand and you like having the kid in you being awakened, build a sand castle. That's cute. <laughs> it is, right? Number five, go for a nature walk. That's it. That's, that's the five, okay? Go on a nature walk. It's exercising, it's meditative, it's cleansing, and it's actually pretty fun. Six, plant a garden. I, I do that. See, isn't I it like... That. I love it. I love it. It's like your own personal way of sunbathing. Yeah, right? Right? Yes, 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 yes. Seven, watch fireworks, because the 4th of July is coming up. Even though it's not our Independence Day, it is, you know, the America. country's Independence Day. And you know, there's always a fireworks show, either at Centennial Park downtown or at Stone Mountain Park. Either way, go watch the fireworks. Okay. It's always great. Number eight, it says go camping. I say go glamping. You What's know, glamping. Airbnb, <laughs> cabins in the okay. woods. I don't do ca- I don't do tents. I don't do insects. But you know, I like to shower. <laughs> and you know, so uh, if you're anything like me, go glamping, not like camping. It. Okay. Number nine, go to an outdoor concert. I've done that. Yes, me too. Yes. Check. So check. Okay. They are amazing. It's a great way to meet people. It's a great way to see your favorite artists. It's a great way to just go out and have fun without, you know, the pressure of going yeah. out. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Number 10, go to a sporting event. The Braves have been playing all summer. And they've been doing pretty good They this have season. been doing very well. The Braves have been playing. Basketball season's about to start back up. The draft just happened. Well, come on, cute. After the summer ends. <laughs> okay. I thought we were boycotting the NFL. Oh, yeah. What happened? Okay, anyways, back to that. <laughs> go to a sporting event. There's baseball, basketball, AAU, Soccer. Soccer, you know, anything and everything. Just go. Go out, cheer for somebody. Got it. Number 11, spend time with family and friends. Yes, absolutely. Period. Right. <laughs> Number 12, if you're spending time with family and friends, you're taking pictures. Yes, take lots of pictures. They taking pictures. That is to say, upload pictures on social media. It says oh. take pictures. Therefore, right. make a photo album. Make a scrapbook. Oh, yeah. You know, get the camera that actually uh, prints the Polaroid pictures. It creates memories. Good job, Maya. Pull out. I'm going to do that. Okay. 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 Have something for you, not for the world. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Number 13, stargaze. I actually did this a lot when I was in college. Yeah. I used to stay out. I used to lay out in front of my freshman dorm on the concrete steps and just look at the stars because we never got to see them at my house when I'm at home. Oh, yeah. So, I, like, being in the city, you can see the stars so beautifully. You can. You can. Do that because it's, like, so fun trying to make up the shapes and I find out. It. You know? These are, like, romantic things for some reason in my head, but go ahead. Why are they turning into romantic? They can, very, they can be very platonic, and you can do it by yourself. I can do it with my friends. You're right. Exactly. Number 14. I feel like this is the, the best one on the list. Host an outdoor uh, costume party. Really? Yes, that yes. sounds so fun. Like having the fire lit, having the fans out, having a little toka, uh, what tiki stick, the yeah. tiki little things yeah. to keep the bugs out yeah. and just be outside, the music playing and the lights and everything. But a costume and the party. Yes. That really sounds fun. That I may does, have to right? Try to do that. Okay. I'm okay. here for it. And 15, last and not least, travel. Yes. Travel as much as you can. The world is our oyster, and there's so much that is unseen and untouched. Touch it. See it. Travel. Get out of the state. Get out of the city. Get out of your house. Yeah. Okay? 
And those are 15 things you should do to make the most of summer. That was really good, Maya. Thank you. Thank you. Round of applause. I really enjoyed that. Um, That's going to be on our Facebook page, guys. So we'll have that particular article up. So if you guys want to hear it again or to remember it, you don't want to hear the podcast again, but you should. (laughs) It's going to be on our social pages, but most on our Facebook page. So check us out there. Thank you, Maya, because as she said, that is what's popping. So, guys, we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we're still building up the suspense because we have our guest. He is here. He is ready to educate our minds in our pockets, okay? But until then, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got to see what Q's 10 Spot is all about. So be sure to keep it locked here on Black Educated and Broke. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy, Ali Sadiq from Comedy Central. Man, you know me. I'm black, educated, and broke as hell. I just want y'all to know, hey, man, keep listening to this podcast. Black, educated, and broke. It's your boy, Ali Sadiq. Hey, man, get your cash up. Get your education up. And get your goddamn blackness up. All righty, y'all. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the Q spot. Ten spot with Good you. Gosh, I only been doing this over a year. She still ain't got the name. Well, because right. you been so much damn time. What's going on? Yeah, you know how you be at your people house and they call you every name but your own. That's how this shit is. Uh-oh. All right, ten spot today. She came in here fussing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now on Sunday, I, I don't think y'all watched, but I watched the BET Awards. I watched it too. It's was the first fine. time I watched it in, in years, and I actually wasn't disappointed. Yeah, I wasn't bad to me. Yeah, it was really good. But, oh my. I always oh, watch the encore and the clips that I just want to see. I'm sing. reminiscing about the time I interviewed Regina Hall. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. It wasn't that great. It was. <laughs> is, that, it was, it was it. is that still your Twitter profile she, picture? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had her smiling. That's a, if you green, you in, right? That's my motto. Hey, you're welcome. I didn't ask you to interview. I did. No, I took the picture. Oh, I appreciate it. You're right, man. Thank you. He was coming for you. He really was going to be on my neck, right? Had to let him but yeah, know. the BET Awards were on Sunday. Um, there was a lot of performances. Let's see. Cardi Cardi and Offset performed their song, Clout. Okay. Clout, yeah. Uh, Fantasia performed, The Baby. Not The Baby, Lil Baby. Because he won. Yeah. Well, he performed before he won. He did. Uh, he had a performance, Khaled and Meek Mill and Jeremiah. They also performed. Lizzo. Lizzo, and she came out with the flu. Did you see? Did you see I that saw clip? that clip. I she saw shocked that. me. The flu was dope. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. She's the tribute she did to Missy at a, the Missy got inducted into the uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame. Uh huh. Dope. See, I didn't. I didn't see that. She did. Uh, you had to stream it. You had to stream that. Okay, that makes sense. Now, uh, who else performed? Fantasia performed. Mary J. Blige received the Lifetime Yo. Achievement Award. Yo. I thought that well was well deserved. Well deserved. She did so good. I'm so glad she performed. They didn't just take the award. They had the whole. I, I, I thought she was though, because lately they haven't been having people perform. They haven't. They just been getting Last year, Anita leaving. Baker didn't do. I don't At know all. who was, was the so year before Anita Baker. I can't even remember. I was who hurt. Anita Baker. Oh, I wanted to see Anita Baker. But I think, but because BET, like with last year with Anita Baker, BET had already done a tribute to Anita Baker a few oh, years ago. I mean, you had Layla Hathaway. You had so many people already done that. So. I guess they was like, well, we've already done this one. She was on tour. She was like, y'all didn't got to see any Right, so that's probably why she didn't. Need y'all to come get these tickets. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's see, who else performed? Lil Nas X performed. He went to my high school. Did he? Mm -hmm. Really? But you weren't there yet? No, I think I heard he graduated in 2017. Okay, Y'all, he's younger than you. He's young. Yeah, but he's Was Billy Ray there? Yeah, he was. Yes, he sure was They performed. Good. They performed together. I saw that clip. Cardi B won Album of the Year. Of course. Baby won New Artist of the Year. 
Uh, I don't know, Lil Baby or Dub Baby? Lil yeah, Baby. Dub Baby who, who knocked that other rapper out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil Baby is yeah. different. See, I know Lil Baby, but I'm he still trying to this get the, like uh, jumping on Dub Baby. The ba- you know that song? Sure. Sons put me on, I'm on. We were talking about this last <laughs> week. Pack in the mail, I'm gone. <laughs> there we go. She like how I smell. Pack, yeah, yeah. Pack in the mail. Packing the mail, I'm gone. Let me get my Apple, like Apple Music Come update. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I just yeah, yeah. Mail, I'm on. Yeah, yeah, Maya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go where I want. Good. Sound like a daycare. Go where I want. Let's do it. Yeah. You don't see yo, should. Yeah. yeah Urban daycare. I ain't gonna play. I'll play that. Anyway, moving on. Um, I know y'all remember us talking about the lady Candace Payne from Chicago. She was uh, she received an award. What she did was remember when it was cold, she put homeless people up in hotels and motels with her own money. Okay. She got an award. Um, City Girl and Lil Baby performed. Uh, the Exonerated Five is what they're calling them themselves now, which is yes. awesome. They were there. Um, her performed. Regina King received Best Actress. Migos performed. Uh, Lil Kim was on Mary's performance yes, with Method Man. Oh, I love Kim. She was killing it. She still commands that stage. Yes, she oh, does. Yeah. Out of breath and all. Okay. <laughs> I loved it. And then LMA won the Viewer's Choice Award. Yes. Excellent. Well deserved. Yeah, absolutely. So it was. It was cool. They did good. This they show. did do good. I I was surprised because it, it used to be real bad. Yeah, that been a, everybody was talking about that on uh, Twitter. All this debating, like y'all still watching the BET Awards? And then the people yeah, was like, this is award. our show. Yeah, exactly. This that, the I'm like, listen. Uh, my my uh, sister said it best. Just watch them all. Watch them all. Watch them all. Do that. Number nine. Meek Mill sent a text message to his mother and his sister saying he was going to give them a million dollars. What? Yeah, except he was drunk and he said he did not mean that. (laughs) Oh, that is messed up. (laughs) He said he going to take care of y'all, but he not giving them a million dollars. They, they, they should know they son or whoever. He got know. it, man. <laughs> I guess when he be done with these lawyer fees, he should be all right. <laughs> Number eight. Nice. T.I. was in a fight with Floyd Mayweather's DJ. What? DJ J. Bling. This is all alleged. Allegedly, T.I. and his crew jumped the kid. This past weekend. Before the show or after the show? Uh, well, that makes a difference if they've been right. drinking, right? Hmm. <laughs> exactly. Number six, Bernie Sanders says that he plan in his plan to run for presidency, he also has a plan to cancel one point six trillion dollars in student loans. He says that and I show hope Bernie can do that, but I just that just don't sound First realistic. One, one, I don't think Bernie can get elected. Two, it's like when you in middle school and you run for class president and you said you're going to give free snacks to everybody. <laughs> I don't believe that shit can happen either. But if it does... We love you, Bernie. You, you to my man, 40 grand, for sure. For I sure. need it. But you know, if you said 1000000000 we may not even get that. Like, 1000000000000 trillion. That's all no, the students. Trillion. trillion. That's everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. How is he going to wipe out the alarms without compensating for some Well, I mean, the, what does that money have to go to? Where are they hurting? Exactly. So if he writes it off, there it is. Number five. He has a plan. Number five. Serena Williams will be on the Wheaties box. Okay, about time. She ain't been on her yet. She has not. She's only the second African American woman to be on it. Who was the first? Althea Gibson. Wow, that's Isn't a that good fact. Is that her name? Did she play tennis? Yeah, that's her. Yeah, she did with yeah. my boot up. That wasn't the runner. Who was the first fast person that ran fast? Flow. Flow jump. Yeah, we go. Yeah. Number four, 50 Cent says power is not going to end. He said this shit is just too good. 
Yeah, Did he, he kill himself off? I'm behind. Yeah, it came and been dead. Oh, okay. I didn't watch it all last season. Yeah, you messed up. Uh, you give me your up. black card. Y'all was talking about revoking black privileges. There's so much to watch. <laughs> and power, power is Power is it. Definitely. I can't no, wait till a Big it's, Rich it's Town it's come not. back on TV. Yes, it is. They're doing 16 episodes this season, too? That's why I'm like, it ain't going to be I ain't, no more. I ain't paying for stars when I, can watch, when I can watch the OWNT network on the app for free. The who network? Oprah Winfrey. The OWNT. That's how Medea said. The OWNT. Oh, okay. Network. That's I can I can watch. What's that church show? Green Leaf. I can do that. <laughs> Cut my mic, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Number three, uh, Tupac's prison ID from '95 when he was at Clinton Correctional Facility mm-hmm. is up for sale. What is up for sale? His ID to be in jail. Did you in have prison. ID when you in jail? Randy, I thought you was gangster. I ain't that gangster. I thought you had a, a number. Man, you I knew you had a picture. You need to get a number. But this is also the early 90s. Oh, okay. Tell me so they need to know who it was, right? So what are they selling it for? Starting bid is $2,000. I'm just not even a lie. I feel disrespected if I was Tupac. He probably does feel disrespected. He's in Cuba, right? <laughs> number two. I ain't see him. The Greek Freak won NBA's MVP. P. Who is this Greek freak? His name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Is what? that real? No, I swear to you, it's really <laughs> hard to say his last name, so I had to slow down my talking to get it out correctly. Okay. But they call him the Greek freak. He's a beast. He's huge. It's basketball? It's basketball. He plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. So I think it was well-deserving for the person. It was between him and James Harden. Uh, but I James think... James Harden deserved it over Well, he won last year. Oh, but, I mean... To me, MVPs, if you're out, does your team win or do they lose? So, wait, say that again. So, if you're MVP, if your team didn't win, you can't be an MVP? No, I'm saying you can be – you can't – in my opinion, you can't be most valuable if, if you're out and you're not playing that your team sucks. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. That's my point. Yeah. Anyway, number one. Can you believe this week has been 10 years since we lost the king of pop, Michael Jackson? Was y'all, like, y'all, was y'all really an MJ fan? I was an MJ fan. I ain't going to stunt. Yeah, I really was, I too. I was dead serious an MJ fan. Put it like this. I had Thriller on cassette tape. Come on, now. Video. Video cassette. Oh. So it had the making the Thriller. The, the VHS. Everything. The dance moves. All the back yes. behind the scenes stuff. I had that. It was scary as a child. Can you believe it's been like 10 years, though? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just graduated college years. that month before, 2009 in May. I remember I was at Applebee's having a drink, and I saw it on the news. And the messed up part, though, you know, I mean, to me it's messed up. We talk about Michael Jackson's death, but that's the same day that Farrah Foster died as well. Yep, and I that feel was like it, a crazy day. And it overshadowed her as yeah. soon as they found out he died. Yeah. So rest in peace. Yeah, so it's been 10 years, Michael Jackson. Yeah, sad, man. I miss the king. God, no, his music is still living, and now Eric I'm got still these little, playing it. Even though, what was that show they tried to, you know, mess them up? We gonna ignore I that. I don't even gonna mention that name. Remember, you know what I'm talking about, Mike. Who messed them up? Well, there was a documentary they tried you to just ruin talking his legacy. About the oh, Oprah. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she lost her black card anyway. She came back with the five. Talk she all right. She don't want to be auntie. Yeah, okay. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the 10th spot. Do you have a business that needs a social media makeover? Or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence. Allow Randy O PNR to take the wheel. From posting content to engaging with customers, Randy O PNR will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs. For a list of all of their services, go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at Randy O PNR. Take the worrying out of 
posting and allow the experts at Radio PNR to handle it for you. All right, we're back, guys. You know, Q is just always letting us know what's going on. His 10 spot is always funny, and we appreciate you, Q. But now we're here for the moment that everybody's been waiting for to get our finances in order, to get our credit straight, okay? And who's going to do that today? Our special guest. Let me tell you about this young man, <laughs> okay? So here we go. So after purchasing his first brownstone in 1995, yes, I mean, I wasn't born, but that's all right, because I was, um, Arthur, financial expert and speaker Carl Agard, experienced firsthand the enormous wealth building by buying and selling real estate and businesses. Carl was a pioneer in the New York City real estate industry by becoming one of the youngest independent real estate brokers in Brooklyn at the age of 27. Come on, young black excellence. After the real estate market crash, Carl helped thousands of homeowners save their homes from foreclosure through loan modifications and loan restructuring. He also formed a company to help small business owners acquire financing to expand their business when mainstream banks said no. Carl is a very energetic, he is, an informative speaker, he is, and has just formed a non-profit organization, the Agard Financial Foundation, to educate young adults on financial literacy. Y'all, let's give a nice warm welcome to Mr. Carl Agard. What up, hey, Carl? Hey, hey what's up, what's up? Black, educated, and broke, but we're going to be rich after this. Come yeah, on, that's right. That's what I'm talking That's right. about. You better speak into existence. Hey, black, educated, and rich. Yeah. Okay, hey, now. Hey. Name change. It's That's part it. two of season three. Right. Radio. Season three. That's Radio. it. Season Thanks three. for that plug. I was like, well, who's that? Wow. <laughs> I got to beat that guy. <laughs> you did a lot. No, you have done a lot. Like, and just kind of the first thing I want to jump into, like real estate. So before I came to Atlanta, that's what I did. I did a loan modification, foreclosure, short sales. That's what I did. That was my main job. And it was a lot of people that were struggling and they needed us. It was a, um, it was an open gate for them. But I want to know from your experience how you, how was that for you? Because you was in the nitty gritty of it. And how did you really end up helping these homeowners? Man, it was much needed because right before then, I was building houses out here in the Union City, Riverdale, Jonesboro area. And then also was building projects, um, housing out in St. Louis. Okay. Besides also doing brownstones in New York. So I was traveling all over. But then just like that, light went out. 2007. Yep. People started losing their houses left and right. Um, the banks wasn't helping them. They was foreclosing left and right on houses. So then we immediately saw that need and try to help people save their houses. And it was just like, boom, get in there, jump in, help people. We work with the um, HAMP program. Yep, um, Home Affordable Mortgage Program. Go. Just get yep. you out. Yep, that's when um, President Obama came in and um, he had helped people save their houses. And we saved about 300 to 400 houses. Oh, wow. Up and down the East Coast. So it was really good because now a lot of those homeowners now are refinancing their houses, yep, the pulling wealth out. It came back around. For example, just last week, um, I refinanced a house for somebody in Queens, New York. Shout out to Queens. Yay. And um, I saved their house from foreclosure three years ago. They've been paying on time, and they just put out $88,000. That's it? Yep, $88,000. They pulled out of equity. Their house That's is worth 500000 now. That's just an equity. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Yep, but if I wasn't in there helping them, they would have lost it. Oh, man. Yeah. And so it's really fulfilling to really go back and see the people that you help. And just like you said, when you, you know, you listen to my bio, you know, you, you look at from the 90s on people that bought houses at the right time. Now they're sending kids to college. They're starting businesses. They're building black wealth. We're saving people houses from foreclosure. 
Um, they're turning around. They're fixing their credit. They're now refinancing, pulling the equity out to buy other homes. So it's really, you know, we look at it, the body of work in terms of really helping people attain and also maintain wealth. So you talked about um, helping people save their homes when they were headed into foreclosure or in foreclosure. What was what were you able to do to change the paperwork or however kind of explain to us how you saved a home if they already had a contract which you know with the loan and everything and moving forward and explain that process to yeah, us. Yeah, great question. Um well a lot of people didn't know that there's terms that you can modify in your mortgage note. And you just go in there and you basically negotiate with the bank. Now with a regular consumer unfortunately they make it hard for you. But having a mediator come in there that know the rules, know what the banks can and can't do, uh, could help save that person house. And so that's what we did. We basically went in there. We also have a team of lawyers. Um, I've been a broker for like a long time and also did loss mitigation. So basically you go in there and you just talk to the bank and say, hey, this person has um, interest rate that's too high for them. It's not affordable. So what can we do to modify the turn and make it affordable? And then what the bank will do, they'll go in there um, because it is more expensive for them to foreclose and take the home. Mm-hmm. So it's better for them to work with the consumer and help them save the house. And right. we know that, but they're not going to tell the consumer that. So we go in there and negotiate with the consumer and we go in there and negotiate a better term. So we help people move their rate from 5% down to 2%. Oh. And eliminate the payments that they missed eliminated wow. totally not on the back of the loan not on the back of the loan eliminated totally with no note wow. and start fresh and what they do is they rip up the old note and start a new one and we make sure they record it and as an added bonus we would go in there and also ne- negotiate the escrows mm-hmm. so as you know the escrows is when you make your mortgage payment and then they put the tax insurance in your payment What these banks do is they have you make the escrow at the highest taxes Mm -hmm. and highest insurance, and you don't know. Mm -hmm. So if they're doing it to a million people, they make a lot of money. Absolutely. So then what we did is we go in there and renegotiate the taxes with the local tax assessment office and have them get a better quote. Then we send that to the bank and say, okay, now you escrow this as opposed to doing your own escrow. Mm -hmm. Sneaky. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't even know about this. They don't. And I would yeah. say now that the market is back on good terms now, so now I guess the focus is refinancing and credit building. So, you know, so many agencies they out here, oh, I can help you fix your credit. How do people actually, or how do you actually help people fix their credit? Like, what's different what you do than all these other credit-helping agencies? Well, the main thing what I do is I sit down with the um, person and assess the situation because everyone's situation is different. So you may have someone that um, had a bankruptcy. Yeah. So they're going to have a lot of stuff. You may have someone that just, you know, like uh, someone just out of college. Yeah. That, you know, you get in college, you get your first credit card for $300. You tear it up. (laughs) You buy pledge gear or whatever. Pledge gear. I love it. I'm dating myself. They don't do that no more. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) you know, you're basically paying to get in an organization you yes. put on your credit card then you realize that you don't have a job or an income to pay it back so now you get yourself yep. in the jam and your books yeah you know you're paying for your books when you're um in college you get out now you have this debt so do you have different situations so you may have somebody in their um 30s and 40s that have a history of um problems or glitches i say glitches 
then you have someone in their 20s that might have a little bit. So what I do is I go in there and say, okay, they may need just a little bit of stuff in terms of um, negotiating the terms, like a modification. Once again, you can do that with credit cards. You can modify your credit card? Get oh, a modification yes. on your credit card? You modify it, yes. Did y'all know that? I did not know oh, that. Oh, you got the enlightenment yeah. card. Oh, do what now? Yeah, they don't tell people that. Yeah. You could go in there... Say, for example, Capital One, you're paying, Oh, like my God, that's who I'm with. Let's talk about this. Yeah, 25% interest rate. Now, if you're yeah. paying on time for about oh, a no. year. Wait a minute. It's at 21.3. Yeah. Right. You go back and say, hey, listen, I want to cut my credit card up unless you give me a better term. They don't want to lose you as a customer. Right. They'll go and say, okay, you've been paying us on time for about a year, two years. Okay, we'll, we'll give you 12% interest rate. Carl. Yeah. Listeners, are your, is your mind blown? Mine is, because I be having them credit cards, so thank you. But get back as you were saying about credit. Mm-hmm. Right. So a part of it is negotiating credit, negotiating utility bills, negotiating your cable bill, negotiating your car insurance, um, disputing with the different credit bureaus yeah. what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may have an old utility bill for years yeah. ago that's still important. Um, you dispute that, that gets off. And we've had people raise their credit score up to 80 points as little as 30 days. Jeez. That's a big jump. Jesus nuggets. Yeah. I'm liking this. Might be. I see you ever got them wheels rotating. Oh, yeah. Well, like, he was the, the negotiating because, like he said, people don't want to lose you as a customer. Yeah. And so um, I know for me being an old AT&T Bell South Singular customer, too, my family, over the years, yourself. over the years with the changes, the prices continue to increase. Yeah. But the last thing you want to do is lose me as a customer. Knowing that your service, and I can get a better service, yeah. But I also know that you're still a decent service, but I can also pay you less because you're getting somebody else money too. So, like you said, going in and negotiating, uh, uh, cell phone bill is low, the internet is low, cable is low, all, all that is low. It's just negotiating. Got to be able to do that. But I did have a question though. What do you say to people who are constantly told? Uh, if they're going to face a foreclosure, because I've heard this, I've heard a lot of people say this, they just tell them to just leave it. Yeah. Just move. Just just, just leave, leave it there. Leave the house. Just leave the just house. Just let it go. Let it go in the foreclosure. You see my reaction. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What do you say? Because you, you hear that a lot from people. They just say, you know what? Just let it go. No, I tell people fight. Fight to the end. Um, That's why we did these modifications. The people was really about to pack it in and leave. But I was like, hey. You could go in there and talk to the bank, negotiate with them. If not, you get an attorney. If it's far now, now remember every state is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Georgia is a, is a non-judicial state. That means that if you're behind on your mortgage, three payments, they just go try to take your house. Mm-hmm. Wow. New York, where I'm from, is judicial. So we have Long more ways that time. we could pull you into court, do a show cause, everything like that. But I still tell people, hey, when you realize there's trouble. You got to do something. Talk to your bank. Work with them. If not, you know, get an attorney or a loss mitigation specialist that specializes in handling foreclosures and let them go and talk to the bank. Because um, what a lot of people do is they wait till too late. I've had people uh, the first Monday of the month, hey, uh, I'm losing my house. When? Tomorrow. We don't have enough time because, you know, you have to file a Chapter 13, yeah. stop the foreclosure, and then we pull it back. Then you can negotiate with your bank in a Chapter 13 protection. Mm. They call it a post-petition modification plan okay a lot of people don't even know about that either that once you file a chapter 13 you can modify your term with the referee with the bankruptcy court but i tell people you know fight for your house because they all they're gonna do is just take it fixing to sell it to somebody else i agree if you have the means to keep it 
everyone has a bump in the road. Unemployment, sickness, yeah. death, divorce. You know, try to fight for your house and keep it. I mean, you could always burn it down. <laughs> get in jail for arson. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no. Nah, I agree with that. Uh, my bad, Randy. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I've seen that, especially so much here in Atlanta, and I'm talking about some people, like, you are, you got a wonderful property. Your property is good. The home is good. Um, I, To me, uh, I'm still learning as far as investment value. But at the same time, it, it looks like it's a good investment. But then, like you said, they wait so late and then. Somebody just give them though that, and it's simple advice, but they give it to them and they say, just let it go, just let it go in the foreclosure, and there is no fight, and they're not even trying. Like you said, they don't even take the time to negotiate because, like you said, it's it's a glitch. I, I like that term. It's a glitch in the road. It's a bump. Like you said, there is unemployment or sickness, but mostly you can bounce back. Some people just, I guess, they just don't choose to or they don't want to. Right. And then get this. Sometimes the same people tell you walk away. They're the ones that come right behind and buy it. Exactly. That's, yeah, that, I've, I I've, I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They say, hey, you know what? That ain't nothing. Just go ahead and leave it. Don't even worry about it. And then two, three months later, that same person go in there and buy it. Below market value, fix it up. Well, I, I kind of want to ask the question that's kind of helped with us and our audience about, I think, I don't know if any of us, I don't. y'all are homeowners, like actually own a home yet. So that's the stage where we're going into. Huh? Aspiring. Aspiring homeowners. That is our goal. So as millennials, you know, in our 20s and thir- early 30s, like what advice do you have to us as far as getting a new home? Like it's a certain kind of home we should get. Our credit score should be this certain type of way. Like what should we do to get ready to go to that transition? Yeah, that's a great question because when I bought my first home, I was about 26. Oh, yes. Um, I'm telling my age, it was in the mid-90s. Okay. And it was in New York. And believe it or not, it was a two-family house in downtown Brooklyn for $110,000. That sounds like cheap. Yeah. (laughs) At that time. And then two years later, it was worth over $300,000. Oh, my God. And that was my seed money to come down here and start building houses. So I tell people, you got to get in. Even if you make a mistake. It took me two years before I bought my first house. So really, I started in um, 24. Okay. When you say you started, when you started looking. Looking. Okay. Putting in contracts, you know, losing the contract, not closing, but not giving up. So you mean when you say that just so they can understand, you you were applying for houses, but you wasn't getting them. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, doing a contract, the deal fall out of contract. Um, the seller's not giving me the property for whatever reason. Okay. The mortgage broker didn't know how to close. The realtor didn't know what they was doing. Got you. Okay. You know, so you know, you know, you find out the house was one thing, then it turned out to be another. It's a crack house, but you thought oh. it was something else. <laughs> okay. So you know, you go through that, but you know, I, I took it as a learning experience. Okay. Then by the time I did buy my first house, you know, we got, you know, we look as long as you don't give up guy was going back to Israel. He said, hey, I'm retiring, going to Israel. I'm going to give you and your frat brothers all my houses, like five of them. We all bought them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was was all well below market value. And then that basically put me on the road. Because at that point, I went, got my real estate agent's license, then became a broker. i never forget. My first house was $110,000. And I had a fight party. Everyone was at my house. And it was like, oh, man, this is nice. How much is the rent? I said, nah, this is my house. I showed the uh, deed yeah. and the money I got back at closing, $10,000. Concession. Whoa. Then everybody was like, oh, I want one. Then already, hey, I got my real estate agent's card. And that got me that going. Was, okay, so did you have to have like a certain credit score, make a certain amount of money, like those specifics, like we, we need to make a certain amount before we try to get a house? Yes, it's good. Just initially based. Have about a 620, 630 score. Okay. So you could, you know, um, be approved for FHA loan, which is the first time home buyer loan. Okay. 
they could go as low as 580. But I always tell people, get around that 620, 630 range. For the best rate. For the best rate, okay. right. Um, second thing is, you want to have some money for down payment. It's good to get up about at least three thousand to five thousand dollars. Okay, it's not unreasonable. You know, okay. even if you're a hard saver, you know, get your tax returns. Don't, 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 bar, don't lend it out to your family members <laughs> or go shopping. Just put Save it aside, it. Okay. right? Okay. You can negotiate your closing costs. So get yourself a good realtor to negotiate your closing costs in the price of the house. I just closed a deal earlier today here in Atlanta, Decatur, for a young lady, a millennial. Okay. And we negotiated her closing costs. House was two thirty-five. You got a closing cost included in it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's great. Right. Yes. So just put down like maybe five, six thousand dollars. That's yeah, it. Right. That's close. Yeah. Um, I sell a car, get a down payment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. then you know, yeah. for income, you want to be about maybe thirty-five, forty thousand. Now, oh, okay. if, and it could be one person, or you could be married. You know, and combine the income. The more you make, the more um, that you get. But I always tell the first thing you want to do is before you go on the internet and looking around looking at stuff you can't afford, go to a mortgage broker, get pre-qualified. That's so, mess up your credit to get pre-qualified? Yeah. Okay. So you go to the mortgage broker, and what they'll do is they'll go in there, they'll pull your credit, um, they'll look at your income for the last two years, you know, your W-2s, your pay stubs, you look at your assets, you know, if you got, you know, your, how much you got in your bank statement, if you got any stocks or 401k, IRA, you know, stuff like that. And then they'll say, okay, based on that, this is what you can afford. And then you want to stay in that range. Okay, that actually sounds pretty pretty easy. Okay, y'all listen, you look for a broker, he look, real estate agent, broker, he the plug. But there's one other thing I want to touch to as we go to wrap up this interview, Carl. So about your new nonprofit organization. Q, you can definitely ask your question right oh, after I'm done. <laughs> but I want to get to the meat and potatoes, even we've been eating all meat and potatoes this whole interview. Yeah. But I want to know more, more about the A... Agard, Agar, yeah. Okay, yeah. the Agard Financial Foundation. So tell us a little bit about this and all these books. We need to know the deep, deep. Okay, so I came out with my first books in 2005. Um, was a real estate book, and I'm one, I was one of the first African Americans that came out with financial literacy books. Oh. So I was on the Michael Bazin show, did a lot of radio, everything like that. So in my books, I wanted to tell people how I got started because you know you hear so many people like. Oh, the doors are closed. I can't get in. We don't know. I said, hey, I'm going to put it out there. Because I came from the worst projects in Brooklyn, Albany Projects. You know, um, I went to Syracuse, came out, and I wanted to contribute back to the community. So one of my first jobs was working for a local nonprofit. And then I got into corporate America. When I got laid off, you know, I had the house. Then I started doing real estate. But I felt it was a good story to tell people and motivate them. Because, you know, people hear so much negative stuff. And, you know, I had a lot of bad information. The two years, I had a lot of bad information. Everybody was giving me bad information, whether they don't know or don't want to help me. Yeah. So I said, hey, as a broker with this information, let me put the info out there. So I came up with the first book. Then after that, I followed up with a book for starting your own business. Then the third one was on improving your credit. And then every three or four years, I would come and update the books and do ebooks and everything like that. Like, even at the end of the year, it's going to be whole new books. Right. Because things are always changing. Yes, it is. Right. And then from the books, it led to the nonprofit, which I formed last year. Because, you know, doing speaking engagements, going across the country, going to expos. Uh, also knowing that when you, you're millennials, I felt that people are falling behind again. And we need the information out there. So my nonprofit is to go and help young adults from 
later high school age, all the way through college in terms of knowing their credit, how to read a credit report, how to budget. Budgeting is just as important as knowing your yes, credit report. Yes, it is. Because if you fix your credit, but you know the budget, you're going to be back at the problem all over again. Exactly. So I teach them about that. We teach people careers in real estate. Besides being an agent, it's so many careers. Airbnb, Airbnb management, cleaning Airbnb rental, investor, mortgage broker, commercial mortgages, rental agency. I could go on and on and on. So we teach people about that with the nonprofit. And the last thing, we also teach people how to start a business. Start your LLC, get a tax ID number, how to build your business credit. And if you have a felony, how you can start your own business. Yeah. Did you guys just see, you know, when they see us? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Right. Now you saw Raymond, the yeah. issue he had. Yeah. I grew up with Raymond. Really? In Brooklyn, yes. Everybody grew up with was a Raymond. Well, Raymond, yeah. Yes. Not him. I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Raymond, like, no. Actually, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like a Raymond. Okay, Absolutely. got you. Yes. And the problem they had is coming out with a felony, then they couldn't uh, get a job. They get frustrated, get back into the streets again. Yeah. Whereas, hey, you got a felony, but you can start your business. Some of the best business people I know were felons. Yep, I can say that. They was, at one point, the biggest drug deal of New York or D.C., wherever. And then they parlayed that into doing real estate, owning a record label, so on and so forth. We know a lot of record executives that had felons. Right, exactly. (laughs) So we want to tell people, hey, you know, glitch, favorite word, everyone has a glitch. You could come out, start your own business, whether it's a barbershop, a hair salon, um, landscaping, and instead of you going for a job and getting denied, you got your own job yeah. and you can employ other people. So that's what we're doing. I that's nice. It. I did want to ask one question before Randy puts you out. Um, <laughs> and don't forget, I got freebies for everybody. Absolutely. Come on, freebies. Yeah. I hope it's a book. Please be a book. Please be a book. <laughs> All right, now, um, I, I was put on some game a few weeks ago about some things that we can do financially. And I asked that offline. Um, because this question I feel is a little more important than for time's sake. Don't keep it going. What is a liquid versus an asset? Okay, so the asset is your property, your stocks and bonds, everything like that. So you have illiquid, which is, say, real estate. And then you got liquid assets that you could just get rid of it real quick, like your stocks and stuff like that. So, you know, it's all good to also diversify, you know, have your real estate, maybe own a business, even if it's something minor, like, you know, online business and then also your stocks and bonds. So the key thing is the assets because you want to have your assets higher than your liabilities. Yeah, what was the liquid stuff? Like, that's stuff that you can get rid of? Like, they say liquid assets. Like, what is the stuff? Yeah, you liquid assets is the stuff that you could just basically liquidate it yeah, quick. Go okay. So and go on. Illiquid is something that's going to be harder to... Get off. The, yeah, get off um, quicker. Like like an example of what? Like, you know, real estate okay. takes time. Okay, but something easy yeah. like a car? Yeah, a car. You liquid. can get rid of that. Stocks. Jewelry. Right, yeah, jewelry, oh, okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Easy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Did you get all your questions, Q? No, I actually, if, if you guys want to look, <laughs> it's a whole You know, here's the thing. So questions. what we're going to do, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up with uh, Mr. Carl Agard here. So just keep it locked here on Black Educated and Broke. 
What's up, man? It's your boy Marone, founder of Vintage Connoisseur Club, bringing you some of the hottest hand-picked designer and streetwear vintage pieces. We specialize in nostalgic, hand-picked, and revived vintage goods from Burberry polos all the way down to dead stock leather snapbacks. We pride ourselves on authenticity and exclusivity. Follow us on IG and Facebook at vintage.c.c. And you can even hit me up at Rome the Chosen One. All right, guys, and so we are back here on Black Educated and Broke, and let me tell you, Carl Agard has put us in the know. We are feeling educated. We are feeling like we know what's going on, and guess what? We ain't going to be broke no more. So, Carl, let them know how they can follow you, how they can purchase these books. Give us all the rundown. All right. Well, remember, I was talking about freebies earlier. Yes. So I have the freebies. All right. Now, I want everyone out listening to, who is it, friend me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Carl Agard underscore the money expert on Instagram. Now, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, hey, I followed you and I heard your show on Black Educated and Broke. I will send you not one, not two, but all three of my books, ebooks for free. So you get my real estate book, you get my business book, and you get my credit book all for free to ebooks. Come on now. All right, because I want everyone needs this information. A lot of stuff I talked about are in the books and also in the upcoming books. But these are the jewels that you need. So you follow me on Instagram, Carl Agard, that's C-A-R-L-A-G-A-R-D underscore the money expert. And then DM me and said that I heard your show on Black Educated and Broke. And or you can go on Facebook and join my Facebook group. The 800 Credit Score Club. And now make sure there's a lot of imposters impersonators now. <laughs> but you look for the 800 Credit Score Club. And you can IM me and say, hey, I also heard your show. So you could go either way. Facebook, Facebook Instagram. Instagram. I'd rather you do both. And then you're going to get all three ebooks. You DM me your email address and you get all three ebooks for free. And that's how you could contact me. My, uh, my nonprofit, the Agar Financial Foundation website is IWantMyFinancialFreedom.org. That's we're gonna be putting up tips, seminars we got coming up, more podcasts like these. Um, you can purchase the books. Um, like once again, we're gonna be doing um, seminars on first-time homebuyers, how to save your house from foreclosures for business, how to start a business for under five thousand to five hundred dollars. If you're feeling how to start your own business and then for credit, how to improve your credit and also how to um, how to do budgeting. So the books, getting the real out of real estate, getting the real out of starting a business and getting the real out of improving your credit. All those books for free. Just follow me on Instagram or friend me on Facebook. You are like the ultimate plug. Like, I love it. Look, you you started here plugging it where you're from, New York. Then you did your little plug about your paternity, Kappa Alpha Psi. And then you plug in your... I love it. I love it, guys. Like he said, follow him on social media. Send him a DM and go get financially educated. 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 There's no more reason to be financially illiterate. Let's be financially literate. And these winners, it's for how many people? 
your books. Everybody. Everybody, oh, everybody yes. who sent you a DM? Yeah. I, okay. I want to hear that. I got to build up my Instagram following even more. <laughs> Come on, guys. Again, that is Carl. I, I don't care. It's 20 people, 30 people, 40 people. I'm just sending emails out. Okay. I'll yeah. send you one. Yep. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Carl Agard underscore the money expert. Carl, we really appreciate you for being a guest on the show. We appreciate your nuggets. We are taking, you see, we just took notes. We, we needed this and we appreciate you. So, the very last part of our segment, we do like to say something positive, yo. Just because, you know, in the black culture, so much sometimes negativity going on. We want to always do something positive, but you gave us a lot of positivity. What is something positive, yo? That's the New York talk, right? That you like to say to our audience right now? Hey, get up every morning and do something. You got to keep going. When I, my darkest times after the real estate market crashed, I lost everything. I was building houses in four states. I had some a lot of land over in um, Union City. Lost everything. But what I did was I got up and kept going. And I rebuilt myself within two years. And here I am, big, bigger than ever. So get up in the morning, be positive, and do something. By the end of the day when you go to sleep, make sure you, you move one step closer towards your goal. Yes, we love it. Okay. All right, guys, it's been your girl, Randy O. I'm Mike B. It's Maya. And you know I had the cue to take over. All right, guys, we see you next week. We out.